All right. We're here with uh, Neil Palace. This is Tim Blankenship with Divorce 661. We're talking with Neil today. Neil is a divorce coach and founder of The Wealth Creator Company. As a divorce coach and for The Wealth Creator Company for Women, Neil specializes in financial consulting. He also has founded and runs the Divorce Transition Professionals International Network. His uh, financial experience stretches over five decades, during which he was an insurance agent, a financial advisor, a registered investment advisor, and a divorce coach and consultant for the last 14 years. Neil lives in and works in Westlake Village, California, has been married to Stacy since 1987. So how are you doing? I'm doing great. Great to see you, Tim. Thanks for having me on your show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for doing this off the cuff. Uh, I know you weren't expecting this, but uh, if you're anything like me, you can... You can uh, your level of expertise, you can just pull it right out of a hat, I'm sure. Exactly. Looking forward to it. Thanks. Right. So I thought it'd be a good idea just to kind of, I kind of talked about your background a bit in the introduction. Um, anything else in your background that we should know about? Well, uh, I suppose we uh, we could add that I was born and raised in London, England. I came over here in 1979. Uh, I have three kids now. They're... Uh, Two of them are almost 20. I have twins and I have a almost 22 year old. So they're all in college and further education and, you know, uh, driving us less crazy than they used to. Let's put it like that. So all is good. There you yeah, have it. For sure. So with all that background that I went over, can you tell us what your definition of, of what you do as a divorce coach? Yeah, I'd be, be happy to. Uh, as you had mentioned, I was an insurance agent, a fashion advisor, and uh, so forth. I uh, did all that for 25 years, and in 2009, said, okay, I'm going to take a little detour, but I've learned all this stuff over 25 years, so I'm, I'm not going to be go into a completely different uh, career, um, And uh, but, but I didn't want to manage money and insurances and all that any longer, so hmm. the, the coaching and consulting made sense. Now, you know, who am I going to do that with? Like, I'm not going to be all things to all people. So I actually hired a coach. I said, okay, what are we going to do here? What, are, what am I going to do when I grow up, you know? And um, we, we first of all said, okay, well, I think you're best working with women because I now work with women only. Um, mm -hmm. And then secondly, uh, be in the divorce world, uh, work with a few, you know, widows and so forth. But that's kind of how yeah. it came around and, it, and it's been really great. Yeah. And as a divorce Coach, what, what does that entail? Yeah, it, it's a little bit different uh, than, uh, well, it's a lot different than a financial advisor in that, you know, I'm not handling money and so forth. So so when I'm going through the coaching and consulting process, uh, essentially I'm working depending on where my client is in that process, right? So you've got the pre-divorce, pending divorce, if you will, and, and post-divorce. A oh. lot of clients come to me prior and say, okay, what am I getting myself into? What's this going to look like? Am I going to be a bag lady? Is there going to be any money left when we're done? You know, that kind of thing. Um, and so we go through the process and what does that look like? And then when they're filing, they're going to use someone like you or they're going to hire a lawyer or mediator and so forth. Um, and I'm still involved potentially, but now it becomes a little more of a legal matter, of course, and I'm not a lawyer. So uh, we need to have that type of advice. And in a post-divorce setting, once they're done, uh, now they know what they've got and what they don't and what's life going to look like. And, you know, typically my clients, I don't know, 50-ish, you know, maybe. So th they're, they're kind of saying, okay, well, you know, you've got a good 
20, 25, maybe 30 years of, of good solid working potential left, what's that going to look like? What did you always want to do that you didn't do? Uh, let's not settle. Let's go for it. And so, you know, we work on building that plan for them. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, we were talking briefly before we, we started recording that, uh, you know, I'm in Santa Clarita, you're Lake Village, which is good. I'm sure your business is, is within the U S unless you, I don't know, do you limit yourself to your local area or, um, you know, do you, do you work with anyone in the U S? Um, but for, I know there's some people that they like to, it sounds like you have like a very high touch business. Um, mm-hmm. not very, you know, personalized type service, but I'm, I'm glad you're local because I'm looking for someone to refer to if people are having problems with um, maybe there's some issues that they need to resolve and maybe I can convince them to get some help from you perhaps. And then maybe sure. they go through a more amicable divorce um, because of you know your coaching. Yeah. And anytime people can go through an amicable, I think that's a great word for it. I mean, our tagline in, in my uh, Divorce Transition Professionals organization is making divorce just a little bit easier. I saw you know, that. And that's kind of, yeah, and that's kind of what it's did, all about. Did you trademark so, that? Because I might I might steal it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying. I mean, <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, you know, it, it is all about being amicable and, you know, um, uh, getting the, uh, you know, the, more of a mediation, settlement, negotiation, and not you know, like pulling each other's hair out and, and, and your own, like mine, um, yeah. you know, and making sure that uh, things can be done and settled and that the kids aren't messed up as a result and, you know, all this other good stuff. So, yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely important to get it done, get it done as quickly as possible and get it done with as little stress as possible, which is difficult to do, admittedly. For sure. And you said that you get involved in the process pre, during, and post divorce do mm. what is your role like when it's in the middle of a divorce are you meeting with their assumable attorney or you are mm-hmm. your role is outside that scope to kind of set them up for what is going to happen yeah it so first of all it depends on the attorney quite frankly because some attorneys are uncomfortable with having me involved or anybody else involved in a phone call or something just to due to client confidentiality issues and so forth other other others are not and but and when i'm involved in that conference call or zoom or if i'm in a room then uh you know everything is um discussed but i'm you know it's important to understand that I'm only working with the wife. I only work with women. So I I don't go into a room you know, and I'm sitting there in a collaborative setting, let's say, uh, and I'm the coach for the, the entire team there. No, I'm not. I'm representing the woman and, and that's who I work with, but you have to be involved to a degree. um, If the attorney, for instance, is not comfortable in sharing information with me directly, that's fine. Uh, then it gets shared through the client, right? And maybe right. emails get forwarded to me and, you know, I take a look at them. And during the divorce, I'd say that my job is fairly limited. Uh, it's really uh, often a function of helping my client to fill out FL forms, for instance, or, um, uh, and maybe it's not even helping filling out the forms. Maybe it's just getting the information together so mm-hmm. that the forms can be filled out. 
um, by somebody else. Like I may not, not be involved in the actual completion of the form, right? But you know, you got to have information and not, you know, in some situations, when um, when you've got a marriage where it's not terribly open, you got to really search. You got to go digging for that information. Sometimes uh, my clients don't always have access. It's a little tough, for sure. The um, the document that I do um, for the last ten years. So people that are are able to reach an agreement on their own or kitchen table, what happens for us, and uh, they can avoid going to court. Um, like your service, um, that's just one more tool in the toolkit to help people. Remain, you know, amicable, which is my goal. The um, I wanted to ask you when you say you're um, on the phone, perhaps could you give an example of some of the? Obviously, don't reveal specific, you know, information. But look like are you or are you you offering feedback during the call? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm offering feedback. I mean, I, I so I was on the call. I was on a call with uh, my client, her attorney, uh, just earlier this week, and the uh, it was a discussion due to the fact that her husband had, or her husband's attorney uh, had sent in a settlement proposal with regard to spousal support. Um, and so then it becomes a discussion about, uh, for instance, what what is the response going to be? Are we just going to accept it and say, yes, this is fine? Because uh, in, in this case, my client has all the income and the husband actually doesn't have any income at the, at the moment mm. uh, due to COVID. And so, <clears throat> you know, but there are expenses. And it's interesting because there was a discussion that ensued about the fact that the amount of money that was being requested, while not entirely unreasonable, uh, would still put her into the red. Um, the uh, The expenses that were there and nothing unusual like nobody's driving around in you know $150,000 car uh no. they uh they're pushing it about you know they got about she's got about a thousand dollar gap between her income and her current expenses and she was being asked to pay 2200 bucks a month well that puts her into the red so where are we going to find that money or what's our counter proposal going to be so it became <clears throat> it's a cash flow budgeting question and I'm involved in that. But in terms of the legalities, I'm I'm there. I'm saying to the lawyer, like, okay, well, this is what I'd like to do, but can we? Like, is it legal for us to request this? Or, you know, is this beyond the pale? And, you know, in some cases, I'm helping my clients to ask questions. They don't even know what to ask, honestly. Or maybe they wouldn't have even seen without your advice, um, showing them how that looks financially that actually put them in the red. Maybe they just the number looked okay to them. They didn't realize it was really putting them into the red. In some cases, for sure. I mean, people people don't have budgets for the most part, right? They're right. they're just doing their they're living their life, and yeah, they got the debit card and the credit card, and they're doing their thing. Uh, they're not often paying attention to the details. And so, yeah, I can certainly bring those to light yeah. and create a scenario. Makes sense. Uh, a question that came up when you're, you're talking about that, does 
you being involved, have you found that it helps prevent actual litigation, like the need to go to court in some cases, because they were able to help your client and, and, and realize that maybe it's not such a bad deal. Why would you want to take this to court and have some additional unnecessary attorney's fees? Yeah, I mean, I'd like, like, you never know, right? Because if, if it doesn't go to court, you don't know whether or not you impacted that per se. But I would like to think that the negotiation skills um, and the approach, like I will sit with a client and say, look, you, you know, if you, when you're talking to your lawyer or when you're talking to your soon-to-be ex, think, just think about the fact that you're trying to, there's something that you're trying to get. So even though he's trying to, or might be pressing a hot button or whatever, it's important to realize what, what am I going to get? Do I need to back off? What can, it's a chess game. And so I would like to think that, yeah, I've kept people out of court and saved them many, many thousands of dollars as a result. Yes. And they get a point to say that you only work with with uh, women. So I guess the first question is, why did you decide to do that? And part two of that is, what is the benefit of that versus, say, working with both spouses? Right. So two, two great questions. No, number one, uh, the, the question of why did I choose to work with women, uh, that was partly yes. due to the coach that I hired back uh, in 2009. Um, we looked at my prior career. You know, she did some um, profiling, if you will, uh, you know, the testing and, and so forth, and okay. kind of established that, uh, you know, I, I had a better personality for uh, women than I did for men. Um, and but then the discussion also when you're dealing with money and you and I, I'm sure, would agree that for the most part, and this is a generalization, that us fellows um, hold things a little closer to the chest when it comes to finances and we're a little more defensive when it comes to finances than than women are. And uh, for me, it's easier to, to talk to somebody who is a little bit more open or a lot more open uh, and quite frankly talks more i get more information that way and i get a better understanding of of um of what's going on so i guess in a in a macro sense in my experience they're easier to coach okay and I would, um, as you're saying that, I, I wrote down, I, I wonder, you know, it's called coaching, but I'm sure men look at that as equal to therapy. And then you have that whole pushback, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, people not, you know, men maybe not liking that idea at all. I think that you may well be right. No question about that. Uh, I, you know, I've been working, look, I, I have developed quite a bias. There's no question like, um, you know, I sit there, I don't ever meet the men, I just hear about them. And, you gotcha. know, I, I don't know what's true and what's not true. Uh, I just look at the situation, try to keep it somewhat factual, listen to what is going on. Uh, of course, that's important. Um, I, you know, I want to make sure, I mean, there are some situations where there's domestic violence and, you know, I, mm. I, I listen for that. 
Uh, and not that I've been involved in, you know, very many situations where we've had to get somebody out of the house, but it happens. Yeah. yeah and I, I assume that it's always good to niche down and not, you know, work with the masses and so to be a specialist with them. And I'm sure that that stands out as far as if there's a coach, maybe they're looking at another coaching service that they're like, you know what, this guy, you know, Neil specializes in uh, divorce, specializes in with women. I mean, I think, you know, people think you're, you're um, I think the general perspective is that you're, you're limiting your client base, but I think by specializing, which is what I do as well, um, it kind of become the go person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, in, in my case, has definitely yeah. worked out to be beneficial. So, uh, and my understanding of everything is a little better, I believe. Yeah, makes sense. Now, one of the questions we had was, what's the difference between you and a fi- financial advisor and, or planner? As you, you've held that position before, so I'm sure you know exactly what the differences mm-hmm. are. Yeah, I mean, the primary differences are, you know, the ability to handle money specifically, to manage money, to sell investments, to sell insurance, if that's what the financial planner does, whatever that may be, that is a licensed, uh, regulated profession, if you will. I mean, not to say that, you know, I don't do a good job and I, you know, I'm not professional and knowledgeable and experienced and so forth, but coaching in general is not a licensed profession. You know, you had mentioned earlier about where I do business. Well, I can, I do, can and do business anywhere in the world. I have absolutely no limitations. Uh, You know, the last few years, one of the silver linings, of course, has been exactly what we're doing right now, which is the video teleconferencing method. Um, So while I do a lot of local work, no question, uh, there are clients that I have that I wouldn't be working with if it wasn't for this technology. And so mm. I, I am able to. Uh, and, you know, with DTP, with our groups, like we have groups all over the country and, and in other countries. And uh, as a result, you know, I, I've been very fortunate to uh, also have clients in many different places with exactly the same problems that the person has that's down the road from me, you know. Same, same thing. I know you're um, talking about you hired a coach and mm-hmm. this, this um, idea came from that. Um, working with women, did it specifically say, did, did, did the test say you should specifically become a divorce coach? Why, why did you choose this based off of those tests? Oh, no, the, the, it didn't say that. Uh, it, it said um, that I had a leaning toward working with females. Uh, it, okay. it didn't talk about divorce coach or a money coach or okay. life coach. It didn't, it didn't get into that. But that was a discussion that we had for, okay, fine, you're going to work with women. Let's say we've made that decision. And now we had a discussion about, yeah. well, you know, women are 50% of the world's population. That's not exactly a target group. So let's kind of niche it down, as you said. And, and yeah. so, uh, you know, we talked about occupation classifications, geographic locations, and then we got into uh, life situations. And that's where the divorce discussion came up. 
Interesting. And then um, I'm sure you you researched that field and did your due diligence. What ultimately made you decide to do that? Well, yeah, I, I was, you know, being that I was a financial advisor, I knew lots of professionals. And of course, I knew a number of people who during the time that I was a financial advisor did get divorced. I'm a child of divorce. My parents, uh, you know, got divorced when I was 20. So, you know, I knew about it and I knew that it was a fairly common occurrence. Uh, of course, you hear about it in Hollywood. So it's always in the news that somebody's breaking up, you know. Yeah. Uh, so it's not exactly like it was a subject that was difficult to learn about. But then I, start, I actually started a study group uh, with some divorce professionals, you know, family law, private investigation, mental health, that kind of thing. Uh, and uh, it just became very clear that this was a place that I wanted to see if I could have an impact. And I believe I have. And you've been doing this for how long, would you say? Oh, nine. So 14 years thus far. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And um, in 2017, I started uh, what I call DTP, which is the Divorce Transition Professionals that you mentioned earlier. And yeah. these are chapters that are all over the country. And we now have one in London um, that have within them professionals like you and me, lawyers, accountants, real estate, mental health, and so forth. Uh, they're networking and collaborative groups uh, that meet once a month, talk about and collaborate around the divorce subject matter, bring in a speaker, get educated um, and learn from one another. And these chapters are very helpful. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, being a member of one and focusing in on that area uh, is very telling when you're talking to a prospective client. So, well, I'm involved in this group and I have this amazing network of hundreds of professionals from which I can draw to help you uh, get through this process. And as, as the tagline says, making divorce just a little bit easier. Yeah. So these uh, chapters you're talking about, you said there's one out here in Santa Clarita is in it. And mm -hmm. this is all surrounding specialists that would need to be maybe pulled into a divorce process. I imagine not in every one of them, but they, right. they are there in each chat. How are the chapters set up? Cause you said you can draw from hundreds of people are the chapters mm -hmm. kind of built like those, uh, those, those, there's other, what do they call them? Where people will, uh, you know, have a, a realtor and a, you know, these groups where they come and try and share referrals and it's like one right. person from yeah. each segment, but yours is surrounded divorce. Is that how, is it kind of set up that way with each chapter? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a, yes. I mean, it's a little bit different. We, we don't only have one. I mean, you might have, you know, two or three lawyers or you might have a couple of, so it's not like a one-off exclusive gotcha protected category type of thing. No, but it is like that. I mean, we do, the, you know, one minute introductions and we do testimonials. Um, it, but it's not all about the members. I mean, we bring in a quality speaker every month at every meeting to educate our members. Uh, and it's, yes, divorce related. Now, some of the people who are in there, some of the professionals who are in these groups, are in the divorce business only to a degree. Like if you're in the real estate business or mortgage business or insurance business, 
you know, you're not going to have 100% of your business be divorce-related. Maybe it's 20%. Yeah. Um, but if you're a family lawyer or, or maybe a private investigator or maybe even a mental health professional, you know, you might have 80, 90 or even 100% of your business be divorce-related. Uh, like, and mine is. I mean, mine's like 95% divorce and maybe 5% widows. Mm. Gotcha. So the uh, the idea um, around uh, DTP is are, are people, are clients finding people within the group or the group is exclusively, they if they have a client, they will then share that client with the group if they're, or, you know, refer to those people within the group? That second one, that latter one. I mean, okay. we do have a fairly good web presence and we do get the public looking at us and calling us and so forth. But primarily, we are promoting to the professional community and the professional community is then collaborating amongst themselves and referring clients and developing cases and bringing folks in to help with that divorce process. Gotcha. You're, earlier we were talking about, um, just off the cuff, so some of your clients' uh, scenarios when you're on the phone with them with the attorney. Can you give mm. us like another example of some of the things that you, you do? I, I was going to ask you, is it, it's not, is it purely financial that you're, you're, you're working with them through? Or do you also, are you also working through maybe custody issues or anything like that? Uh, it, it is almost completely financially oriented. I mean, the custody issues that I might discuss would be around child support and the money there, but not custody itself. Okay. Uh, so, no, I don't get involved in that. And and uh, here's an example. I, I was with a client yesterday, has a property owned by the husband and wife, and, yes, they're getting divorced. Now, uh, she, my client, would like to keep the house. You've got a house with a mortgage on it. The house value is about twice that of the mortgage, so there's nice equity in it. Um, the mortgage is at 3%. In fact, I think it's at 2.75. Yeah. They're both on it. If you refinance, you're going to refinance to 7% or you know, maybe 6 if you're lucky in this market. And that's going to make it more expensive. And can she afford it? Uh, and maybe she can, maybe she can't. But then it happens to be a property with um, a on a very large piece of, well, relatively large. It's on an acre. And the way it's oh, wow. designed is on the other side of the property, uh, there's a tree line. Uh, and there is actually a couple of structures back there. And so she's saying, and we're looking at the future and we're, you know, she's 50 some years old and we're saying, look, um, you know, you're going to work for a certain number of years, but there's going to come a time when you want to retire. Uh, you and your husband have fairly equal income. So there's no spousal support going to be paid here. Maybe a little bit of child support, but that's not going to be terribly significant. So we got to figure out what to do. If you're going to keep the property, let's look at the future. What can we do here? And so we started looking at and researching ADUs. Uh, what can she build on the property? Could she build something on the property where the structures are now? Or can the structures be remodeled and become something that she could live in? Uh, with There's a, uh, a teenager as well. And if she could do that, 
um, what would the rental value be of the main property and what would she need to do to it to make sure that it was rentable at, re you know, like if there's a lot of deferred maintenance that wasn't done and that kind of stuff. And so th there's a lot of research being that like we're bringing in a contractor and we're talking to uh, folks that can uh, make the house look better and um, we're talking to a couple of different ADU builders and you know looking at permit issues and stuff like that so it's all financially related to get her to the point where she can she might be able to have a really nice income flow from that property uh, because of the size of it and the ability to put a small structure on there that she'd be quite comfortable living in so that you know, there's one idea, one conversation that just occurred or continued yesterday mm. uh, of the type of work that I do get involved in with a client. You really do quite a deep dive and look at all different possibilities. There's, uh, it's funny you brought up the interest rate uh, issue and refinance. It's a big topic right now. You know, I don't, I don't do them any mediation part. You know, our clients have to either figure it out on their own or, or get a mediator. Or, I mean, these are perfect topics that uh, glad this came up because I have like, people, I, you know, a handful of people I can send to you now, they're trying to figure out how, how to do this. I, I don't know if you do that type of coaching, just, Hey, we trying to, I, I don't want to put you in a mediator role. Not that they're, they're, they're just trying to make it work financially. Right. Very right. similar two and a half percent interest rate, you know, a ton of equity it seems like many times one spouse wants to try and keep the house if possible sometimes yeah. it would appear financially to their detriment meaning going to a six percent interest rate you know you know their payment doubling uh with that and the add-on of the um uh, the buyout portion of right. the uh of the house yeah it can get it can get really difficult you know i I don't actually do the, I mean, I'll work with, uh, like, if you refer me to the wife, I would work with her and yeah, yeah. help her to figure out what's best for her. And, and of course, that would end up being um, discussed with him and she would have the information necessary yeah, to be yeah. able to do that. O on the other hand, if it's not an appropriate case for me, like I like this client, actually, is it this? Yes, it was the same client. Um, also hired a mediator who's a cdfa you know certified default financial analyst huh. and he is working with them both so like i she's coming to me and i'm quote unquote protecting her interests and that's fine and that works but they did need a neutral party to talk to them about how that would all work hmm. um and uh we referred out to somebody that's in our network and he's up in Santa Barbara and they hired him and we have a realtor involved uh, so that, you know, we know what values might be and maybe ultimately the property would need to be sold. I don't know. So, it, you know, it, if, if somebody comes to me and it's not my bag for whatever reason, or I feel yeah. that they need, you know, I'll come back to you, Tim. Like I always come back to the source and say, hey, Tim, this this would be better served by and then ask you what you want to do next. You know, that would be my approach. Makes sense. Earlier we were talking about the difference between you and say a financial uh, advisor slash planner. And then mm -hmm. you brought up the certified divorce financial analyst. What mm. would, could you give us a kind of, aside from just you're working with just the women's side, 
Um, mm. Like in this example you gave, aside from them working with both, what would a CDFA be able to do or what would they do differently than what you offer? Just to try and find a distinction there. Well, again, it depends on, on like in this case, the person who was referred was referred for mediation. He's a CDFA, but he's he does mediation. Oh, interesting. Specifically, yeah. So, uh, you know, he was he was a financial advisor. He did manage money, and he happened to uh, parlay his business. He said, "I'm not going to do the money management anymore. I just want to do the divorce consultation and mediation." So he always had the CDFA. He just had it. Now, there are lots of CDFAs out there, but usually, not always, but usually the certification is tied to the financial advisor and planner. So they're doing money management for the most part. They might do a financial plan and charge for it, but they're not doing the the, the deep dive, as you called it. I thought that's a very good way to to look at it, um, they're not really going to get into, you know, the type of real estate discussion that I'm in the middle of, for instance, that that wouldn't be something that mm. is normal yeah. for a financial planner yeah. and a CDFA. Uh, so the, the CDFA financial planner is usually more involved in the management of money and then, you know, creating a budget or a cash flow or doing projections on values and that kind of thing is yeah. part of what they'll do. It just won't be a day-to-day, week-to-week, deep dive, as you described it. I like that. Awesome, Neil. um, I think we covered a lot of things I wanted to discuss. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have? No, I think this is perfect. I I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to talk to your audience and to talk to you. And uh, I look forward to the opportunity. Uh, you're not that far away. Hopefully, we'll get to meet right over the hill. Exactly. Yeah. And Neil, how do uh, yeah. folks get a hold of you if they if they did want to contact you? What what's your preferred method? Well, uh, you know, I am quite happy with uh, either email, text, or calling. If you want to email me, uh, Neil at thewealthcreatorcompany.com. You can just spell it all out. Uh, if you want to call me or text me. I take all my own calls. I don't have anybody screening for me. 818-606-7327. And I'm happy to uh, chat with anybody. I always provide a complimentary consultation, uh, which is generally around 45 minutes, and we can get into the nitty-gritty. Sometimes those consultations, by the way, are enough. Like, you don't even need to hire me. Yeah. Just uh, get you to the right people, and off you go. You know, you don't often – sometimes you don't need me but I'm happy to do the consult. Yeah, very good. Yeah, um, and then the uh, website is thewealthcreatorcompany.com if they wanted to learn more as well. That's Neil, right. again, I, I, I'm surprised it took me this long, you know, going on 11 years doing this uh, to for our paths to cross. Yeah, me too, we're, yeah. In a related, uh, and, and we're nearby. So uh, um, I'll definitely stay in touch. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll connect with you maybe on LinkedIn. And uh, I, I'm interested in taking a look at your... Uh, divorce transition professionals. I don't know how I didn't come upon that either being that you guys have a chapter out here. Cause I think I, I I've been out here 25 years. So I think I know, I know the players that are, that are out here, but I'm going to take a look at that. 
Um, but again, All Neil, right. so glad to have you on and have met you. Great conversation. It'll be very helpful to the folks who, who, who watch my content. Uh, again, just uh, very grateful. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Tim. Enjoyed being All here. All right. Take care.